they have the internet on computers now. You're here to see technology at its most advanced. Start up. I'm up for it. The tech world has always had a bit of a problem with diversity, and that has come to light this week with a memo that got released through Google, but it's bringing it to light in a way that you might not expect. Johnny Liu, what's happened? Yeah, this is pretty hectic. So uh, basically a software engineer at Google uh, by the name of James Damore uh, allegedly penned a 10-page memo or manifesto or screed or whatever you call it uh, against diversity at the company and sent it around to colleagues. So it went viral within the company. Uh, Within this memo, he argued um, without much citation that women show higher interest in people and men in things um, and therefore it's why men are perhaps more biologically suited to software engineering as opposed to women. He also said Google was biased against white men, it was too left-wing, too politically correct, yada yada yada, not accepting conservative viewpoints, um, you know, women on average are more cooperative, men hence prefer jobs in social artistic areas, anyway. You can get where this guy sits on the, on the side of the fence. <laughs> well, um, it's political correctness gone mad, Johnny, oh, isn't it? Hell, yeah. <laughs> Are we on the right station? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why is this? Well, obviously we can see why it's so concerning, but what's influenced this? Yeah, so as you mentioned at the, the start, tech has had such a, um, a problem with diversity. So within Google itself... Um, you know, it's it's in its latest diversity report released last year. Uh, it has sixty nine percent of sixty nine percent of the company uh, are cons- uh, consist of men, whereas thirty one percent consist of women. It's even worse uh, in technical roles, which are eighty percent men and twenty percent women. So, well, it makes sense because you know women are better at creative things, <laughs> right? We're better with people, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm like, yeah. So yeah, it's. Um, I guess that's most. Tr- yeah, it's the most troubling aspect of this rant, though, is. This whole um, notion that our genetic makeup is is you know predisposes us to to certain fields and to certain uh, careers. So um, it's very concerning for f- uh, very few people, uh, f- very few women at the company who are involved in technical roles and you know being told by one of their colleagues, "Hey, sorry, like I know you do a really good job, but you know your your biological make the fact that you have a, a vagina makes it bad." It makes it makes you bad at this job, basically. So and in a ten-page manifesto as well, like yeah. that's just—it's really unbelievable. Do you think this is a problem? Like you've just given us the Google stats. Do you think this is a Google problem, or do you think it's a a bigger problem in c- culture in tech? And- yeah, no, it is. Yeah, tech has for a long time been um, accused of having a, a bro culture. So we came that we saw that come to a head a little earlier this year with Uber. Uh, and with a um, yes. yes, a software engineer there called um, Susan J. Fowler, uh, who talked about how she was uh, propositioned by like a, a boss in the company, and even down to, and you know explained her whole experience there, and even down to something as ridiculous as um, like all these guys getting matching leather jackets and then ordering none for the women. So yeah, it's it's um, and it's pretty nuts. But even across other sectors or uh, sorry, other companies. I guess women are probably like within, well, less less consist of less than thirty percent of um, these companies. So I think the best is like Twitter with thirty percent leadership in in uh, th- that consists of women. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in most companies, it's it's pretty low. So Google received this manifesto, went went through the company, went viral. How did the I guess the head honchos respond? Yeah. So uh, according to reports, uh, the author of that. 
uh, document has been fired. Um, Google CEO uh, Sundar Pichai said, um, you know, the manifesto had violated its code of conduct and the post had crossed the line by advancing harmful gender stereotypes in our workplace. Um, it hasn't been as damning um, as some critics would have liked. Mm. Um, and there's a bit of concern now that firing him has sort of made him into a bit of a martyr for the alt-right and also for men's rights activists, which we've seen in the last 24 hours. Uh, but it's certainly not a good look for the company, which um, I guess has been um, you know, active in, in trying to um, hire a more diverse workplace. Uh, it's still got a long way to go, obviously, with the 69 to 31% split. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still another... It's still that whole problem with tech and, diver- tech and diversity still rolls on. Johnny, you're a guy. Yes. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> just making discoveries. Yeah, um, but you're a guy in the tech industry. What are your thoughts on this? And what are your thoughts on the diversity? And, you know, do you think... Yeah, well, well tech is pretty much at the bottom of the pile mm. when it comes to um, diverse workplaces. Um, I guess we know in the real world that, you know, it's a 50-50 gender split. And that's tech is making products for everyone. And also different worldviews and different, um, you know, I guess uh, for different people. So... Yeah, it's it is it is pretty concerning how um, I guess these sort of views in the company are, are, are sort of coming out, and hopefully it doesn't um, you know propagate further. But who knows? Yeah. Johnny Liu in the studio talking startup and a little bit of a diversity issue going down at Google, brought to light by a manifesto. You can check out this story, as always, at fbiradio.com slash programs. Click the up for it link. We've spoken recently on Startup before about mental health and bots, also how your emojis could determine or at least reflect how you're feeling. Johnny, another app could do the same thing. Yes, yeah, so I w- there's a new study out that uh, is looking at how Instagram can reveal predictive markers for depression. So it used 166 volunteers and applied v- machine learning um, to uh, t- to the to 43,000 images on these Instagram on their Instagram accounts and predicted uh, whether they had depression or not. So um, by comparing these predictions to each individual's clinical diagnosis, re- researchers found that um, their model outperformed the average rate of physicians. Uh, accurately diagnosing depression in patients. Um, I guess, suppose it it's, might be because doctors don't see into our lives as much as our phones do with social media. What did they find specifically with the posts? How can how can you tell? Yeah, so the study analysed colour, filters, face detection um, and user comments and engagement to make its predictions. Okay. So photos um, posted by users, um, you know, suffering depression... Um, were often bluer, darker and greyer, hues that uh, previous research has associated with negative mood. So the actual editing of the photo. Yeah, the actual colour. Yeah, yeah. The actual, yeah. So um, they were also less likely to use Instagram filters, um, but disproportionately chose the black and white inkwell filter when they did take advantage of the tool. Mm-hmm. Um, in contrast, healthy participants favoured the tint lining Valencia filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as well, the, the more comments a post received, the more likely someone with depression had posted it. Really? Yeah. So these I are. I find that quite interesting. That is quite interesting too. So, I guess there are a few things to note with this study, though. It's very, very much early days. Um, we can't draw conclusions to the fact that it's such a small sample size. Mm. So the 166 participants, um, and also the demographic information of the people within the study. Also, we uh, we or we also know that uh, once the volunteers learned that um, the study required them. Um, 
you know, giving them access to, letting researchers have access to in- their Instagram accounts that half of them pulled out. Mm. So it might have skewed that data uh, in a particular way. I find that. I just want to go back to the comments thing. So do you think if, if you know, if you have more comments, it maybe means that people are worried about you, so they're going to comment on it? Or do you, like... Yeah, well, it's hard to draw yeah. a, a, an exact conclusion on, on what that might mean because I guess, but it, it's it's a, I guess it's a correlation that they found. Maybe correlation is not necessarily causation. But, True. you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's an observation at least. Well, I guess that leads well into, I guess, the next question I want to ask. What are the potential weaknesses and benefits of this study, do you think? Yeah, look, it could potentially in the future be um, an, ex- an, an excellent way of, yeah, predicting um, whether someone needs help or, uh, you know, may, maybe within these apps have referrals to professionals, um, given us so, spend so much time on social media. But uh, I guess the biggest weakness and something that's actually quite concerning is that employers um, might be able to, like, scan your social media and mm. maybe determine if you're, um, you know, I guess, employable, you know, on the basis of your mental health, which is absolutely crazy. Or even in the US, um, you know, when with regards to health insurance, whether that uh, you're insurable or not. Um, so it's a bit... Wow. Yeah. That's, that's that's a whole other level of it. That's isn't a whole other level. That's a that's pretty scary. I'd have to say. Yeah, but like we said, it is early days. Yeah. What do you reckon people would tell about you, Johnny, from your Instagram? <laughs> uh, probably post a lot of food photos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do I do? I just, no, I'm off. I I I only post when I'm travelling. So I'm travelling soon. So yeah, I think most people will say like, oh, he's he's overseas a lot. He's worldly. Yeah. Whereas in Sydney, I'm like, no, no. I just like photograph funny things, like a party bus or something like that. Love it. Love it. Yeah. What would pe- what would people know about you? Oh gosh. Um. What do I post on my Instagram account? I feel like I've got a lot of plant photos, friends, just wholesome growth, I Plant think. photos. <laughs> I just like greenery. I think it's nice. That's one of those things I don't have. Oh. Wow. It's crazy world. Get yeah, some le- more green in your life, Johnny. Uh, yeah. My mum <laughs> says that too. <laughs> you are going to be travelling soon to Europe, but we've got one week left with you before you do, which yep. is next. But if you want to check out the podcast in real time, just get it from where you get your podcasts from, whether that's iTunes or online at fbiradio.com slash podcast. Johnny, we'll catch you soon. See ya. Bye.